We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane on Instagram and threads at Trevor Lane NBA. We got a lot to talk about today. We got to talk about the standings. We did get a little bit of help last night in the one game that was played that mattered to the Lakers. We'll take a quick peek at that. We got to talk about the situation with LeBron and Bronny. LeBron firing back on Twitter against mock drafts. And then deleting the tweet. We've got a lot to talk about there, too. Plus, we're going to open up the mailbag. Joining me on today's show is Mark Gunnels from Lakers Nation. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you? I'd be doing better if the Lakers had won that game against the Suns. I got to yeah. admit, that is still, it's still bothering me. Normally, I can just let this stuff go. That it, 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 They needed to win that game. They needed to win that game, and it is still driving me crazy that they didn't. Yeah, you had so many chances to take over that game. Um, I mean, the Suns were basically begging you to take it, and they just refused to do it. Uh, obviously, AD uh, wasn't very impactful at all. I know he ended up with like 23 points, but it wasn't impactful, uh, 23 points. And like I mentioned the other night when I joined for a little bit with you and Matt, I mean, you could tell LeBron really wanted that game too, right? I mean, LeBron was in full locked-in mode. He was going hard on both ends of the court. Because he understands the importance of that game with the standings and everything. And not to mention, you know, he got some ridicule for missing the first game back after the All-Star mm -hmm. break. So I think a lot of that still played a factor into it. So it was a tough one. It was a tough one to swallow for sure. Yeah, that was not a not a good game to drop for the Lakers. We'll get into the standings in just a moment. But first, you know, LeBron went onto, uh, onto Twitter or X as it is now uh, yesterday. And this is what he said. Now, he has deleted this since, which I don't know why. It's not like it, like everybody had screenshots of it. Like, it, I don't know why he would bother deleting it. But uh, ESPN removed Bronny from their mock draft. And, of course, this like this matters. Like, this is important because LeBron's future could be linked to Bronny's, right? I mean, that's what we've heard for a long time is that LeBron wants to play with Bronny, and rightfully so. So LeBron... Seeing that, you know, Bronny is removed from ESPN's mock draft, meaning he right now is projected to go undrafted. LeBron says, can you all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works, earn, not given. Okay, well, if he doesn't care what the mock draft says, why even mention it? 
why 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 bring that up? But Mark, what what did you think about all of this? LeBron kind of venting uh, on social media here. These are the moments where it's hard to defend LeBron James. And <laughs> as you guys know, I'm a big LeBron James supporter, but you know, I gotta call it like I see it. And this is ridiculous because we've seen LeBron post or tweet, whatever we're gonna call it now, and say that LeBron is better than some of these guys in the league. Right, Bron- Bronny, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. He said he was watching NBA League Pass one time, and he said Bronny's better than some of these guys. And then earlier this season, he was saying Bronny could play for this team. So when you're saying stuff like that, you're not treating him like a kid. So now the fact that you see a mock draft you don't like, now you want to say just let a kid be a kid, man. But LeBron, you put you put it out there that he's better than some current NBA players. So. If, if, if Brian was mocked in the lottery, you wouldn't be saying this. But the fact that now he's mocked to be undrafted, now you're coming out and saying this. And that's probably why you deleted it. But it doesn't matter because it's out there now. Yeah, exactly. And that was my, my thought, too. Like, this is it's it's noteworthy because LeBron because, first of all, his his name's LeBron James Jr., right? Like, that's that's going to make it. No way. That's going to make it something important, right? But then on top of that, LeBron for years, and again, rightfully so, has been talking about playing with Bronny, which has thrown into question LeBron's future. He has a player option this summer. For a long time, we've been talking about, could LeBron just go play for whatever team drafts Bronny so that they can play together, which is an admirable goal. Nothing wrong with that. But when you tie the future of maybe the GOAT, I don't want to get into that argument, but maybe the GOAT, right, ever to the future of this kid that may get drafted, may not. What happens with that kid's draft draft stock absolutely matters. So LeBron's saying, oh, I don't know why anybody's talking about this. Just let a kid be a kid. They're talking about it because of you. Like you made this this a thing that needs to be talked about. So um, on the other side, other hand of this, though, like if you're Bronny, this is 100% what he should be. His mindset should be in the last part there. It doesn't matter what the mock draft says. Just keep doing the work. Don't worry. Don't get distracted by that stuff. Just do the work. That should 100% be Bronny's focus. That doesn't mean everybody else, though, is wrong for paying attention to this stuff. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, and LeBron knows better. I mean, he's been in the media spotlight since he was 15 years old. <laughs> so he, he's no stranger to this. and. Since then, obviously, things have only grown, you know, with social media and uh, all the different coverages and the TV shows that mm-hmm. you have, the debate shows every morning. So it's only grown since then. So he, he, he knows better, man. I think he just he's a very proud parent, obviously. And he, you know, he scrolls the timeline. He, we, we know he's very aware of what's out there. And he saw it. He, he got wind of it. Maybe one of his buddies in their group chat sent it to him. It's like, hey, look at this, man. And he just reacted off of emotion, which, I mean, he's a human. It's fine. But sure. but when you have a, a history of, you know, propping up Bronny to saying he's better than certain NBA players and he could play in a league right now. And like you said, mentioning how you want to play with them, when you add all that stuff up and then you say this, you're going to get some some pushback. Absolutely. And LeBron went on to say to all the other kids out there striving to be great, just keep your head down, blinders on, keep grinding. These mock drafts don't matter one bit. I promise you, 
only the work matters. Let's talk real basketball people. Was LeBron himself ever mocked anything but number one? <laughs> no. I'm sure he wasn't. I'm sure he wasn't. 100% I'm sure he was, not. And 100%. He, was, he was mocked number, number one overall the entire time. But 100%. But this is not a bad message, right? I mean, this is there's nothing oh. wrong with this. It's just a little funny that you know he's he's saying all this. When I think I think you made that the perfect point. If Bronny was mocked to be a lottery pick, he would not be saying just keep your head down, keep crying. You know, he would be he would be retweeting that stuff, right? Um, but anyway, it, this all probably doesn't mean all of that much. But clearly, LeBron was bothered by. Bronny falling out of the mock drafts. Um, will that be the case, Sandra? I'll, I'll tell you what would get Bronny drafted real, real quick is if LeBron just says, I will play with whichever team drafts Bronny, then who knows how high he would go. Yeah. But but um, for the Lakers, hopefully that's not the way this plays out. Yeah. I mean, at this point, too, just speaking on more of the Bronny perspective of this, you know, I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, he had a cardiac arrest. Like, I think people aren't really acknowledging how that could affect his aggressiveness on the court. You know, it may be a little bit more timid than usual because that's a scary thing. So I think, honestly, for him, he should go back to USC for his sophomore year. I know it's a lot of pressure on him. People want him to be one and done and come out now and see what LeBron's going to do. But I think what's best for him is to have a full offseason with USC and that uh, training staff and that coaching staff and then come back fresh next year. I think you'll see a better version of him. And I think that'll actually help his stock as long as LeBron doesn't say, wherever he goes, I'm going to go. Then obviously all bets are off at that point. But if you just looked at as a normal college athlete, I think his stock can in- increase after a second year. Yeah, I agree. And look, LeBron is obviously a, a tremendous player. He's in tremendous shape. It, it's not like it's a, it, unless unless LeBron just says, I don't really want to play multiple years here, which is is the opposite of what we're hearing in terms of the kind of contract he wants from the Lakers. Uh, but if LeBron really wants to play with Bronny, it, it's not like next year is the only opportunity to do it. I know he's turning 40 next year, but he's still playing at such a high level. Uh, he's got several years left if he wants to continue playing. And that's the big question. Does he want to continue playing? But he does have several years left. No question about that. So even if they have to say, hey, Let's, like you said, Bronny suffered the 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 whole heart situation. Let's let him get a full off season. Let him go through another college season. That's going to raise that draft stock. Then it's the season after this coming one when he can play with with LeBron. Uh, that makes that seems to make some sense. Yeah. All right, but uh, enough about the draft and stuff that's months away. Let's take a look at right now and where things currently stand. So, as I said, the Lakers did get some help in the standings last night. Sacramento lost to Miami. So I I wish I could say that means the Lakers just inched way closer, but the Sacramento uh, still has a three-game lead over the Lakers. The Lakers are going to have to leapfrog at least one team here. Remember, the Golden State Warriors have the uh, 25th most difficult schedule. So in other words, a very easy schedule from here on out. So fending them off will not be easy, but the Lakers, they need to start making up some ground here, which is why these losses to Phoenix and, and uh, Golden State hurt so much. Um, but the Lakers got to start winning some games. At least you've got a loss out of the Kings. Uh, people, Some people say it's distasteful to be rooting for other teams to lose. It's math. Like, this is what the Lakers need to have happen. They need some of these other teams to lose. So, Mark, looking at this now, though, three games back, 
the Lakers have what 23 games to play. Yep. Are we at the point where we should just accept that they're probably going to be either the nine or 10 seed and just hope they're the nine. So they at least get home court in the first game. Or do you think they still have a real shot? I mean, they got to make up a three game gap with 23 games to play. I think the unfortunate truth and the harsh reality is you need to accept that they're probably at the best spot they're going to be at. Um, it's going to be tough to make up three games, only 23 games left, especially considering the upcoming schedule. I mean, we talked about before we got on air here, and a lot of these games are at home, but still, I mean, you look at their next 10. You know, outside of Washington, you play the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Kings twice, the Bucks, Timberwolves, Golden State, Philadelphia. Like, it's going to be pretty tough, man. Like, but like you said, though, at least majority of those games are at home. Like, even the Clippers game is technically a road game, but it's in the same arena, obviously. So, I mean, hopefully you can have some home cooking there. You're looking at their home schedule, their home record. They are 20 and nine at home. So, there you know, you. maybe you, you still think you can come out of that stretch uh, with your head above water, even though it's against better competition. So, but at the same time, I mean, the other teams like probably have easier schedules. I would imagine I haven't looked at their next 10, but it's going to be pretty hard to imagine the next 10 is, is, is any harder than the Lakers next 10 games. So. They're going to have to string together a, a series of wins. I'm talking about like a winning streak here, not this win one, drop a game, win two, drop one. Like they got to string together like a five to six game winning streak. Because then you would imagine these other teams lose at least a game or two. And then you're talking, about, okay, now you're within a game or two games. You're within closer striking distance. But as of right now, three games feels like a, a giant climb, man especially with only 23 games left. The West is too good. The West is too good. There, there's too many teams that are that are just winning and winning and winning. And so you can't make up any ground when teams just keep winning. And that's why we have to pay attention to what's going on with these other games. Uh, teams just keep winning. You look at the dividing line, the play-in, uh, the Jazz fading quickly here. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. That means the Lakers, I feel pretty safe that they're going to make the play-in. But the problem is you look at all the teams that are above that play-in line, they're all 500 at worst. In fact, the worst one is 500, and that's Sacramento. Everybody else is well above. I mean, OKC is eight and two in the last 10. Minnesota's seven and three, six and four for a bunch of teams, seven and three. Really hard to make up ground when teams are winning at that rate. You have to be just about perfect in order to try to make up any ground on teams that are, are producing like that. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Lakers to make up ground here. And that's, um, yeah, it's the unfortunate reality. I think we are getting close. I don't think we're quite there. You never know what's going to happen in the NBA, but I, I kind of agree with you. I think we're getting close. And let me ask you this, Mark, because I think this is important. Strategically, if we do hit that point where the Lakers, and maybe it's, I don't know, five games from now, whatever it is, if they're still sitting with a three-game gap, should the Lakers start dialing back the minutes for LeBron and Anthony Davis right now? Like knowing that, yeah, they need to win games, but it's fairly unlikely that Utah is going to make that that charge up in the standings. So your floor is probably the 10 seed. Should you start dialing back LeBron and AD's minutes in order to uh, preserve them a little bit for that play-in tournament? Or is it you don't want to tempt fate and you just got to go all out and try to win as many games as you can? I think you do dial back if you get to that point. I think you look at these, you got 23 games left. I say you reevaluate after the next 10. Okay. 
then at that point you got 13 games left. And let's say if you're within a game or two still of those teams ahead of you, then obviously at that point you go full throttle. But if you lose track from three games now, if you're down like you're like four or five games out, only 13 games left. Yeah, then I'll start dialing things back because AD, I mean, we talked about his health in previous years. He's only missed like a handful of games this year, right? Yeah. I mean, he's been really fairly healthy for the most part. Even LeBron hasn't missed that many games as you would expect at his age. So they have played a lot more minutes than you probably assume they would have prior to the season. And if they're in the plan, I mean, obviously you would probably prefer the nine, obviously over the 10, but I don't think really home court. And I know we mentioned about the record earlier, so it may be contradicting. But I think that's more of a regular season thing. In the playoffs, I don't think it really matters where the Lakers play. I, I really don't. Like, we've seen this team as a seven seed last year go to the Western Conference Finals. I just think playoff basketball is a little different for this unit because they, they're used to playing in, you know, not so advantageous situations. You know, LeBron's always had to take a tough road, you know, going mm -hmm. against those Warriors teams back in his Cleveland days on the road. You know, AD's obviously been a part of this Lakers team for a while. So I think they got enough veteran leadership to where you don't have to kill yourself for any type of home court advantage. Yeah, I think as long as you don't draw Denver, you're you're okay. Uh, you yeah. feel pretty good about that, Denver. I think it's a bad matchup. Um, and, and then I, I agree with you. You can take your foot off the gas pedal once you just accept that, hey, we're the 9 or 10 seed and that's it. Um, you can take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit with LeBron and AD, as long as you're also very confident that Utah is not going to make a charge up in the standings. Once again, Utah right now sitting uh, three and a half games behind the Lakers. So you've got a nice cushion there. And Utah is one of the few teams that actually has probably as difficult. And in fact, I think their strength of schedule is actually slightly more difficult than the Lakers. The Lakers have the sixth most difficult strength of schedule from here on out, according to Tankathon. This is Utah coming up. Now, they've got a decent stretch here. They go, they're on the road, but they've got Atlanta, Orlando, Miami, Washington, Chicago. Okay, there's some winnable games in there. But then they go Denver, Boston, Atlanta, Minnesota, Minnesota, OKC, Dallas, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, Sacramento, Cleveland, Clippers, Golden State, Denver, Sheesh. Houston, Clippers, Golden State. That's, that's their entire season. Yeah. So... I think that makes me feel even better about Utah not making a push yeah. up into the standings to catch the Lakers. Yeah, and I've been, I've been thinking about this for the past week or so when I was looking at the standings and stuff like that. The 10 teams you see right now, I think are going to be the 10 teams that are going to be in. And now the order obviously may change in certain mm -hmm. spots, but I think these are the 10 teams. I don't see Utah making that jump. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I also don't see them making that, that leap. So that, again pushes you more towards if you're pretty locked in do you start to dial it back with LeBron and AD and hope fingers crossed you get everybody healthy because that's really the the hope for the Lakers at this point it's have everybody healthy come playoff time and we know they've been super inconsistent but go on a heater in the postseason that's that's what you're hoping for here can you get Jared Vanderbilt back can you get some of these guys back in the mix finally get healthy get the right mix of offensive defense which it feels like they've never had over the course of the entire season um, if you can do that, then maybe you can do something in the postseason. Uh, we do need to get to the mailbag, Mark, but first let me give a quick shout out to our sponsor, and that is Doer Jeans. You guys have heard me talk 
about Dewar Jeans in the past and how much I love Dewar Jeans. They're absolutely fantastic. Uh, I wear my Dewar Jeans all the time. I wore them on our recent family vacation, wore them around Disneyland all day, uh, and they were great. They make stretch performance denim and lifestyle apparel for men and women. They have styles that set them apart, and they're, they're committed to using 85% plant-based materials for natural softness and comfort. You guys need Dewar in your wardrobe, so order your new favorite jeans today. Go to Dewar's flagship store in L.A. or Denver or shop online at shopdewar.com slash Lakers Nation. Right now, our listeners get 15% off site-wide when you use the URL shopdewer.com slash Lakers Nation. Don't wait. 15% off. Go to shopdewer.com slash Lakers Nation. All right, Mark, let's get into the mailbag. Some of these comments coming in after the Lakers lost to the Phoenix Suns, so you can feel some of the frustration that's in some of these, but also <laughs> some really good topics, I think, for us to bounce around. Uh, DeWitt said, honestly, thought this game could be reminiscent of the Mavs game last season after the huge uh, deadline, or after the deadline, the huge comeback, but the first quarter was just too much to overcome. This this was a problem for the Lakers early in the season of, of digging themselves a hole in, in the first quarter of games. So, and we also saw the the rebounding problem that we saw earlier in the season came back too in this recent stretch here. So I think that's really big picture. What do we want to see from here? I want to see those issues worked on, right? Like when I think about what should the rest of the season look like. I don't want to see big first quarter deficits. I don't want to see big rebounding deficits. Um, I don't want to see a lot of points off of turnovers, things of that nature. Uh, Mark, what is it that you're hoping to see out of this team from here on out? Yeah, just more physicality, a sense of urgency. You know, I, a lot of these games, and like you said, it was a more of an issue early on in the season, just coming off flat-footed, lackadaisical, didn't seem prepared. And you kind of got that sense on Sunday against Phoenix. I mean, you gave up 45 points in the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard to recover from that. Man. But to the the comment, to the, the mailbag, you know, after that, you only gave up 27 in the second, 23 in the third, and only 28 in the fourth. So, I mean, you take away that first quarter, obviously, you win the basketball game. But that's not how these things work. It's a four-quarter game. So, I just think setting the tone early you know, and really establishing that physicality. Because I think that's when the Lakers are at their best, you know. And, I mean, Nurkic got 22 rebounds in that game. How about even Royce O'Neal got nine rebounds and Rui only got four. I mean, and he's smaller than him. Like, things like that are just – would just makes you scratch your head a little bit. I mean, they had 51 total rebounds in that game. 14 offensive rebounds. Lakers only had, guess what, Trevor? Three offensive rebounds. Three. <laughs> that has to change. That has to. That has to. And that and that is going to piggyback with another comment that we've got coming up about a change in the Lakers in terms of their mindset, their roster build, that uh, I, I do want to get into here. But that'll be we'll be there in just a moment. Jackson said, one of the worst losses of the season, Phoenix did all the right things to comp, uh, to uh, capitalize on the Lakers' mistakes. Um, it's time to start thinking about a rebuild. Uh, let's focus on that. Um, it, you mentioned that Phoenix did what they, you know, seemed like they were trying to give this game away. Jackson also said they, they did the right things to lose. Lakers didn't capitalize. But 
time to start thinking about a rebuild. Do you agree with that? That last sentence, it's time for the Lakers to start thinking about a rebuild. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com No, I can't go there. I can't go there. I mean, I, I get the line of thinking there. Obviously, LeBron's about to be 40 years old. Um, so I understand that. You know, you have to look beyond LeBron years. But also, like you mentioned, I think LeBron could play another four or five years if he wanted to. I mean, I just haven't seen any signs of him slowing down to the point where it's it's a it's a detriment to your team. Now, obviously, you have to do some things around him to make it a better situation. Uh, I, I do think cutting back his minutes some will help, but you have you, you don't have room to do that now, right? Because you're in this play-in spot. You know, you're trying to get out of it. You're trying to get to the highest seed you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you were, you know, up there, if you were a four or five seed, pretty comfortable, then, yeah, you could do that type of things. But you're not in a position to do that at this point. But I, I, I don't think so. I mean, you already got it. We already won a championship. And I, I think you can win another one. I really do. And you, you mentioned it. And I feel the same way. You look at the West. You know, even though you're in this playing spot right now, I think in a playoff setting, the only team that I feel like you go into a matchup and you don't have no advantage really is against Denver. That's the only team. I, I think when you play like a Minnesota or an OKC, those teams are very young. They haven't been in a situation before. I think if you're going in in that matchup, I think you feel pretty good about your experience and knowing that you're playing every other game maybe even some days you get two days of rest 
It's not like in the regular season you have back-to-backs and all this travel. It's different in the playoffs. So I think in those situations, you feel good. So, I mean, I just can't say that when I think only Denver's the only team that I am really feel like I would probably, without a doubt, pick the Lakers to lose a matchup in. Anybody else in the West, I think it's a fair game. Yeah, I think that you've got a puncher's chance. You've got you know, a healthy LeBron, healthy AD turning it up. You've got a puncher's chance against anybody just about in the Western Conference. And, I mean, let's say you rebuild. You don't have either your pick this year or next year. You don't have your 2027 first. That's not ideal. Now, obviously, in a rebuild situation, maybe you're talking about trading away AD and then you're recouping some draft capital, but I don't think you're there yet. Is a rebuild in the future? Yeah, at some point, but we're not there right now. As long as LeBron is on your team, you're not in a rebuild. And for right now, LeBron is on the team. We'll see what happens this summer. It sounds fairly positive, like he's going to stick around, but we'll see what happens. I I don't think the Lakers are going to look to rebuild just yet. I think we're probably still a few years away from doing that, which then puts the pressure on the front office to have the right pieces to make the kind of run that they need to make. And we'll see if they can do that. Um, certainly, there's a lot of frustration out there in the fan base right now. And when you look at it, the LeBron and Anthony Davis era, you look at how many years they've either been in the play-in or, uh, or, or just not living up to expectations. Injuries have hit. Bad trades have have created issues. You got to be a little disappointed in in that regard that they haven't had, aside from the championship season, and then I think they were really an injury away from potentially defending their title in 2021. I I really think the Anthony Davis injury changed the outcome of the first round series. I think they would have got all the way to the finals had AD not gotten hurt. Uh, But you got to be a little bit frustrated with the other, the non-title years that we've seen. And this is another one where, you know, I understand why people would say, well, this hasn't been as good as we would have hoped. Why should we think that this is going to get any better? Might as well just rebuild this thing. But I still don't think the Lakers are there. I think that's underselling how deep the West is. And that's a big factor in all of this. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, they're they're above 500. It's not like they're uh, an under 500 team this year or anything like that. It's It's just a combination of you know, bad timing, certain games that you would love to have back, uh, rotations, injuries. And then, like you said, the West is just really good. You know, like sometimes you just got to admit, like these other teams are playing really good basketball. And a lot of these other teams are as well are a lot younger, especially as far as their star players. Like we mentioned in Minnesota, right, uh, OKC. Uh, even Denver, like Denver's not like this old grizzly type of nope. team. Like they're still guys in their prime right now. So I think a lot of that plays a factor as well. Uh, Mission 86 to get on his comments said, I know we lost, but I'll take battling back from a disastrous first to be in it toward the end. Not ideal, but something to build on face forward. Mission 86 is always very positive. So we, we appreciate the optimism there. Um, hopefully the Lakers do bounce back here. Big game coming up on Wednesday against the Clippers. Uh, and then some negativity here to follow that. We're not going to make the playoffs. This comment says it's a sad reality, but the makeup of this team is just not good enough. We, uh, just have bad intangibles. Our execution is poor. Uh, we're losing in the play-in. Is that, I mean, that bad intangibles. What do you think? Um, 
the rotation and you know how he's using that and um but overall for the team i don't think the intangibles are bad i think you would like to see more consistent play from the others you know talking about like the austin reeves the Rui hachimores of the world mm-hmm. uh you get, and i think a lot of that has to do with them not being put into perfect situations to succeed and that's more talking about Rui. uh there's too many times i think where Rui is just non-existent offensively like he doesn't touch the ball for several possessions at a time and i think that's kind of mind-boggling especially he's shooting really good this year he's shooting 40 percent from three uh one of his best uh three-point shooting years of his career something that we've been asking from the dude he's just shooting the high 30s so I, I do think he's a guy that needs to be incorporated more in the offensive game plan but uh, as far as the play-in i mean it's possible i mean i'll be naive to say that the lakers are just a shoe-in to make it through the play-in when you got teams like the warriors in there um you know what? Does it Dallas is in there as well? Yeah. So right now, right now for the Lakers here, just to jump back to the standings, right now the Lakers would be in the nine ten matchup. They would play at home against Golden State. You'd yep. have to win that, and then you would have to beat the loser of Sacramento versus Dallas in order to get through. And again, that can change quite a bit by the time we actually get there. But think about that: you got to win two in a row. You have to beat Golden State at home. And then you would have to beat either Dallas or Sacramento on the road. That's not easy. It's not easy. That's <laughs> not easy. <laughs> it's a scary proposition, Trevor. It really is. It is. I know it it's is. a lot better being in a 7-8 because you can afford to lose a game, as you mentioned, because a loser gets another chance. So, man, you got to get to that. got to get to that 7-8, man. You got to find a way. <laughs> and I, I just think... They God, they shot themselves in the foot so bad by dropping that game to the Warriors and dropping that game to the Suns. If they, you know, you win both those, we're at the point, Mark, in the the season where it's not just about how many games you win; it's about which games you win. Yeah, it's about pushing a loss onto the record of the Suns, a loss onto the record of the Warriors, in addition to putting a win on the Lakers' record. Yeah, they just they set themselves back so far by dropping those games. Ah. Frustrating. Um, all right, this one is, is interesting to me. Chad said, we won a chip with Anthony Davis at the four, then immediately never played him at the four again. For what reason? AD has voiced years of displeasure playing the five. Now, that's he's not totally correct there because the Lakers went and got Marc Gasol, who was a five the year after the championship, and AD played the four quite a bit with Marc Gasol. At yeah. the five, it was after that, but but he's right. Uh, ultimately, like Anthony Davis has only played center on this roster currently, um, and he's played center more often. What are your thoughts there? Like the Lakers, they won the championship with a very specific identity, and they've never quite fully gone back to that. Is that a mistake? Is that just them for- think forward thinking? I mean, where did where do you fall on this? I think it's more of they're they're seeing the league go a different way. And when you get into these matchups, it, it's not really ideal to have two legit seven footers out there. Because I'm imagining the guy that's at the five. I mean, it's, it's not too many stretch fives out there. So sure. the guy at the five would be what? Like a bruiser, you know, just crash the boards, play defense. Not a guy that can you're not asking to score too much, and I mean, do, do you have that on the roster? I mean, 
is the answer Jackson Hayes? I mean, nope. he hasn't been the answer, right? So I don't see where you go with that. And then even if Christian Wood was healthy, Christian Wood is more of a four uh, than a five than AD would be. He's only six eight, six nine. Well, doesn't so, that then beg the question, like, why wouldn't you go get, why wouldn't you prioritize going and getting that bruising big? But who who's out there? Are you talking about, like, before the like, season? Yeah, before the season, before at the, the trade season. deadline, whenever. Yeah. But, I mean, like, like we say, okay, they could have got in on Andre Drummond. Well, Chicago didn't trade Andre Drummond. Why? Because Chicago's doing Chicago things, and they're crazy. Um, yeah. They've lost their minds, much the to the dismay of Bulls fans. But you're right. Who's, who's out there for them to get? But... I think part of it is Anthony Davis is now shooting 27% from three on the season. He's no longer the three-point shooter that he was in the the championship year. And that year, in the 2019-2020 season, uh, he was shooting 33% from deep, which is respectable on three and a half attempts per game. His attempts per game have waned every year since then. He's down to 1.3 attempts per game now. He's not shooting the three anymore. So you're right. Your floor spacing would be an issue. But the Lakers won a championship with this persona of we're going to be bigger, faster, stronger than everybody else. And we're going to kick your ass right with that. We're not going to be able to shoot the three as well as some other teams, but we're going to be bigger than you. We're going to be stronger than you. And we're going to be the bullies. And that's what they did. And it won them a championship. And since then they've been going more and more to AD at the five, which isn't going to fit with that whole persona that they won a championship with at all because you don't have that other bruiser that's out there on the floor so i think there's something to that but again your question is is certainly valid mark who is that guy who is that bruiser that they should have gone to get and even then if ad is not shooting the three does that even work at this point yeah and and don't tell me that guy is dwight howard (laughs) (laughs) you know that's down in the comment section right now people are saying dwight howard bring him back (laughs) <laughs> like no. even the last time I almost feel like the Lakers the Dwight Howard's most recent stint is just kind of forgotten because that whole season was so awful yeah like even if you got that version of Dwight Howard like the one that was on the Russell Westbrook team that that Dwight Howard's not getting it not getting it done for the and, Lakers and I, the can way they some people, I can hear some people saying what about DeMarcus Cousins oh <laughs> uh, boogie hey here's here's a question if Boogie never got hurt, did the Lakers still win the championship? That in that 2019 2020 year, Boogie never gets hurt, which means Dwight Howard never becomes a Laker. And he wound up fitting perfectly in that we're going to bully you mentality. Do the Lakers still win if it's Boogie instead of Dwight? I can't say with certainty, right? Because the difference is with Dwight, he doesn't care about having the ball at all. Like he'll mm-hmm. catch a couple of lobs here and there, some putbacks, but he, he's not a guy that has the offensive skill set as Boogie. And you may have fell into that trap of, oh, we have to draw some stuff up for Boogie because he's so good offensively. And then also, obviously, defensively, Dwight is miles better than and then uh, Demarcus Cousins uh, with the physicality. Mm-hmm. He's able to switch screens, uh, rim protect. So. Yeah, I can't say with certainty. I'm not saying for certain they wouldn't, because it'll be, but it'll be, a, it would have looked different if they did yeah. win with with Boogie. It, it would have looked way different. But um, yeah. anyway, I I think questions like this are are fair and are interesting because the Lakers is so quickly, so decisively abandoned 
what it was that made them a champion in an attempt to kind of zig while everybody else is zagging. Yeah. And they zigged themselves right out of playoff contention and it ended up being a disaster. And they've, they've never quite gone back to that. Um, and, and there's reasons for it. Maybe we'll see that shift back this summer. But right now, Anthony Davis is the center. And that's it. And that's that's all it's going to be. Yeah, that's what it is. We got to roll the dice with it. All right. Last one we're going to do. Dante said Dinwiddie is trash. We should have acquired Royce O'Neal instead. <laughs> He's a much better shooter and defender. That was not the that wasn't the choice. It wasn't Royce O'Neal or Dinwiddie, and they chose Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie yeah. came as a as a free agent on the buyout market. Royce yeah. O'Neal, they would have had to trade for. Now, I, I think the the more fair question though is, and obviously Royce O'Neal just blew up on the Lakers, so there's that. But should the Lakers have done a Royce O'Neal deal? Like if it had cost them. From my understanding, I think Phoenix, the Lakers were in the mix to get Royce O'Neal. Phoenix, I think, threw in an extra second rounder to get the deal done to get him. And then he went and dropped whatever it was, 20 points on the Lakers and was red hot from three. He hadn't been that good for Phoenix before that. But because, of course, um, let's say it costs you Torian Prince. This probably would have been the deal. Torian Prince, Jackson Hayes, and three seconds. So the big swap is Torian Prince for... Royce O'Neal, but you're also losing, say, Jackson Hayes. Maybe it's Christian Wood. I don't know, whoever you want to, whichever one you want to put in. Would you have done that? Three seconds. You lose Torian Prince also, plus either Jackson Hayes or Christian Wood, and you get Royce O'Neal. Should they have done that deal? No. Um, I think this is an overreaction, uh, especially considering that it happened against us. So it, it just heightens everything and everybody's reaction to it. But he hasn't been that good before that game. I mean, before that game, he he had a one point on five shooting against Houston. Uh, the game right before the Lakers game. Um, not to say that he couldn't have made a difference here. I mean, I think he's a sure. good all-around player. He crashes the, the glass for a guy of his size. He's only 6'6". Six, six. He gets you about five to six rebounds a night. Uh, he's a capable outside shooter. So, I mean, I, I'm not trying to, like, trash him, but I, I think it, it's just the overreaction is kind of what's getting me. It's like, like, no, like let's calm down just, just a little bit here. But I, I do think that uh, I'm not sure what Spencer's role is on this team though. I, I will say that. I mean, he's, he's getting the minutes, right? He played 23 last game, 24 before that he's played some games where he's, he's had uh, close to 30. So, I mean, and I'm just not really seeing what his role is now. It's only been five games. So, Maybe we're being a little impatient there, but uh, I, we do need to see some more productivity if he's going to play these minutes. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. He's supposed to be in that sort of Dennis Schroeder role. And so far, and it's still early, he's still learning the system. He's still learning the team. But so far, we haven't gotten what we would have hoped for. Maybe that'll change, and hopefully it does real soon. Uh, if not, Skylar Mays time. Let's go. Let's go. If then what he can't get things sorted out. Um, Mark, thank you so much for jumping on here, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, always enjoy talking Lakers basketball with you. We'll wrap things up there. Uh, we got a big game coming up on Wednesday against the Clippers. Got a, we'll have another show before then. But uh, Mark, this was a blast. Thank you for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me.
All right, everybody, make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.